0: Hi, folks, and hello to another um, podcast from Emile Jabert, Wrapping the Vino. And um, I've been quiet for two weeks because it was like really busy. Now, apart from the normal happenings in the wine industry um, in springtime, I was um, responsible for helping organize one of the most amazing events in the South African wine industry. It's called the Celebration of Chardonnay, and it occurs every two years. On the Devetsov estate in Robertson. Donnie Devet of De Vetshoff, he, he started the celebration in 2006 as a showcase of number one, Chardonnay, number two, South African Chardonnay, and number three, um, what we in South Africa can do in terms of hosting a function that celebrates food people and chardonnay and this event has really grown in leaps and bounds i've been involved since day one. First couple of years as a spectator and a participant and the other um, from about 2010 onwards as organizer helping organizing various aspects of the function um, this year was possibly the best one we've ever had one of the main reasons being the presence of stephen spurrier Stephen Spurrier, one of the true gentlemen of wine in the whole wide world, you know. And I mean, I spent 48 hours with, with this guy, and it makes being involved in the wine industry worthwhile. Having access to people like these, charming old-school British gentlemen that Stephen is. Um, there's not a wine he hasn't drunk, not a wine maker he hasn't met, not a winemaker's dog he hasn't stroked. Um, he's been involved in wine since the early 70s. He was running um, a wine shop in Paris and um, also wine educating. Paris, of all things, places. And um, he became famous in 1976 for organizing the what became known as the Judgment of Paris, where he said, oh, what the hell? You know, one of those moments where you don't have much to do in your shop. Let's organize a wine tasting. Let's organize a challenge. Let's organize... The best of France and its wines up against the best of of all places, California, Napa, California. So there they were, all the great Burgundies, of Bordeaux, um, of the motherland of wine, against um, the relative um, newcomers, 1976 newcomers. They were from Napa Valley, and of course, as we know by now, Napa kicked France's butt, and um, this was known as. Not only the judgment of Paris, but also one of the the kickstarters of America's foreign to find wine. But that was only history. What happened now, 2018, November, Robertson, Stephen um, addressed the audience who were present. There were about 150 guests about Chardonnay. And one of the takeouts for me was um, Chardonnay being like the chicken of the wine industry. Um, the, um, the chef can decide what he wants to do with it in terms of oaking and um, lees contact, uh, malolactic fermentation and so on. And um, the other thing was the words that kept popping about what, what good Chardonnay requires these days. And um, it looks in the wine world, they're looking for energy and um, brightness and tension always had a problem with the word tension it sounds a bit um on the neurotic side but i'm getting used to it so stephen had um words he had the audience in the palm of his hand very small hand by the way these english guys you know geez my our Buddha mitts really pumped pumped his hand um, during this occasion uh, myself Donny, and if you know gave him a good working over in the odd handshakes we had and if he skulkberg has had been there mr stevensbury i might be, have to refrain from opening corks for the next couple of days. But what a great guy. And after um, the, the, the speech, we went over into a panel discussion of 12 wines selected, wines representing icons and legends of the South African wine industry. Um, and the great thing about this event, we didn't have the winemakers coming up one by one, turning to the audience and basically doing like a tasting sheet of their wines we don't you know all this talks about malolactic fermentation and gravel soils I mean repetitive it does become what we did have we had a panel of all the winemakers lined up behind the stage and from which they spoke towards the audience as their wines were being poured who was there we had um, Bouchard Finlayson with a Mission Vale 2016 Peter Finlayson was there Springfield Estate, Method Ancienne 2016, the lovely Jeanette Prover and the only rose amongst the thorns. Gary was there with Jordan Wines, 9 Yards, 2015. Andrew Gunn represented Elgin with a fabulous Iona, 2013 Chardonnay. Um, um, Mr. Schulz was there, Mr. Carl Schulz from Hartenberg with the Eleanor, 2016. Jan Boland. Used um, a month's allocation of English to get through his presentation of the frisson of Chardonnay 2012. It was great to have Simon Barley himself there from Rustenburg, the Five shol- Soldiers 2017. Also, what a one. Sir Anthony Hamilton Russell, all the way from Yablon Aarda, showed us um, Hamilton Russell Chardonnay 2015. Of course, Darnie de Vet, Battelier 2016. Kevin Grant with Ataraxia 2016. Bula, Gerber, Groot Constantia, Chardonnay 2017, and then Neil Ellis, who was the last speaker, the Whitehall Chardonnay 2015. This presentation discussion was led by Remington Norman, and it was fantastic. I mean, Remington is one of the world's authorities on Burgundy, and we had the great pleasure to have him here in South Africa for this event. Um, and he conducted the, the panel discussion like a maestro, allowing the winemakers just enough um, descriptions on their wine and talk of the wine before getting the discussion going with some, some information and topics and so forth. Um, it was interesting hearing Darny Devet talk about plant materials, saying that the clones we're using now were developed in really the cold decades of the 50s, 60s and 70s and um, could be in for changing our veneers landscape dramatically as things get hotter. And um, Darnie was also asked what makes a great wine great. And you know he quoted Robert Parker, who said once at a, at a discussion where Darnie was present, Robert Parker said, a great wine is great wherever it is tasted as being great throughout the world, which essentially means that if the wine is showing true greatness at a dinner, On a beach in Bermuda, as well as in a pinstripe club in London, as well as um, a Cape Winemakers Guild tasting in Cape Town. If it is great in all those places, it truly is a great wine. So that was really a fantastic day. Um, This event is inclusive. It tries to include as many um, Chardonnay producers as possible, not only at the panel discussion, but there was a whole array of wines with the lunch. We had a light, we didn't have a sit-down dinner, we had lunch pockets, as it is called, in modern parlance. Essentially, um, little stalls, where you can get tasty little treats to eat, and then you can pour yourself some wines. No, we had, so, we had was there, um, Vergelegen was there, the great focal point Chardonnay, it's Klinkala, I can go on and on. It was really a day for Chardonnay, um, and want to be remembered, and I'd just like to say to to the DeVet family, you know, you're doing something for the industry. It's hosted on DeVetsov. DeVetsov, which puts the bull, they organize it, but they really open their arms to embrace um, what Chardonnay has done for the South African wine industry and have done many of the uh, the producers, I would say, a great favor by doing so. They enjoy doing it. It is It is a passion for them. And um, we can only but look forward to next year. Everybody's really inspired now. You know, you know, the seventh organization of this event, there were some tired faces around saying, yeah, this and that and what we're going to do next year. And and, But I promise you, as f- when those ted- pen pegs fell down on Saturday morning, we'd already started chatting about the next celebration, which will be in two years' time, as um, this one really acted um, a lot of inspiration that was my celebration of Chardonnay. Um, any comments if the welcome about that. One thing I'd like to just mention is this year's platter guide. Um, I've pretty much got over the platter blind tasting thing. You know, event, it, uh, in, in my younger years, I was also on, on, on the, um, the kind of side of the believing that platter wine guide, because the wines are tasted blind um objectivity doesn't come into it prejudice goes out the door and we saw that i mean we saw some wines getting four and a half or five stars which were the, then bottled under another label and then it got three stars perception counts were only human blah blah i got it over that um so but but this year with the five stars being allocated to 90 wines i really find that unfortunately the the that part of the tasting of a guide which let's face it is a very professional publication it serves as a um, a really a great indicator of the industry what vines grow where what the gps coordinates are to mcgregor sellers this sort of thing but when you're getting to this five star point you're really trying to pick becomes a show. You're trying to pick the best and showcase the best of South Africa's wines. And I think their platters lost the boat totally. I mean, 18 Chenin Blancs get five-star status. Out of the 90 wines, we find 18 Chenin Blancs. Now, Chenin Blanc is great. I also love Chenin Blanc. I think it's a great showcase for the industry. Um, Fantastic. But we find Sauvignon Blanc only getting two five-stars. Two the country's biggest cultivar, the best-selling wine in the country. Now, I think, Platters, you're not fooling anybody. I know what happens there. It's simple. I've seen it happen in many other parts of the world and topics I've been um, part of judging and so forth. Just because Sauvignon Blanc is commercial, just because it's popular, just because certain people have said it's a boring cultivar, panel get together like a bunch of nuns menstruating at the same time and then decide okay we this year um we'll not judge sauvignon on the same scales that we judge shannon because shannon is deemed to be more exciting it's deemed to have older vines it's deemed to be made by sexier producers so therefore let's give shannon a really great tonk which it deserves and then um Sauvignon Blanc, ach, it's commercial, it's boring, it's only the most highly paid white grape in South Africa, it's only the best return for farmers, it's only the most popular wine amongst the consumers. But hey, stuff that, we are Platter, we are a wine guide, and we will select the wines we deem worthy of belonging to, on the tables in the lofty realm where we look down upon the rest of the wine world. And I really think you guys are doing the wine industry a disfavor. Um, The wineries themselves do a lot of effort in in submitting wines with all the details. The industry backs you. They buy copies. um, Industry bodies support you. I really think you guys must get off your ass and your high horse and really just become more inclusive in the industry and if you need um, any tips how to do it go out into the areas like Robertson and the Breederkloef which by the way do not feature in Platter or the Platter icons because the prejudice is that those areas are hot they have got higher wine yields; they can't make great wine There's also a lot of prejudice against those areas but take go and look at the cooperation taking place in those areas look at the inclusivity and perhaps um, you will kind of um, bring out a rating of top wines that is more in line with the reputation that you wish to establish. Okay, guys, I'm signing out. I've got a cool golf day out in Darling. Um, I'm taking my A-game, my three wood, and my special long-handed putter. And if somebody gives me a ball, I'm playing ball. Signing out, Emile Jabert, Have a great glass of wine. Ching, ching.